eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What up? This is Myron, and you are listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast, the alternative underground back alley secret society dive bar style podcast of and about the Seattle Mariners that you are listening to on the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcasts uh we're back 2023 i know that we've missed some uh i don't know maybe a week or so listen we were on vacation we're human beings just like the rest of you but we're back here and i'd like to announce we're doing two episodes a week leading you into spring training anyways we did this episode up at the cabin which is in shoreline or richmond beach you make your decision Anyways, we just want to thank the cabin for again hosting us. Anyways, I'm going to shut the hell up so you can get into the newest episode of the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast right here on the Odyssey Network or wherever else you get your podcasts. That's going to start right the fuck now. All right. We are recording. We are live here in a packed house, a packed house. That's right. We are on site tonight at one of our underground, off the beaten path spots, the cabin up in Richmond Beach shoreline. Richmond Beach. I don't know who claims this. I think Richmond Beach claims this area, but it's technically shoreline. Hannah from Edmonds, you're, you're the closest source I have to tell me about this. Yeah, we're located in Richmond Beach, which is in the city of Shoreline. Yeah, it is a cool place. This place has been here since the turn of the century. Not the turn of the century of the, the 2000s. This is not, you know, this is not a gentrified bar. We are, this has been here since, I think it's about since the 1920s. This is about 100 years old. This place was a hot spot for the sailors. Uh Post World War One, it's still standing here. It is, if you can find it, you, you'll be really happy. But I'm not gonna tell you how to get here. It seems like this is a locals only kind of establishment, but it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, back in the day, we used to say this would be on the DL. This was on the DL. Uh, but yeah, they got a kitchen, 
fun bar. Uh, I highly suggest this place if you're in the uh, North Seattle or North of Seattle uh, vicinity and you're listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard podcast and you're like, you know what? That sounds like a fun date night. That sounds like a good place to go watch a game. They got lots of TVs in here. Uh, a lot of uh, office uh, equipment in here, too, as well. Um, and Wi-Fi, free Wi-Fi. That's why we're doing our podcast here. All right, Hanno, it's been a couple of weeks. We were on vacation. Let's just call it that. We were on vacation. Or maybe I was just being a bit lazy. I don't know. But I'm still here in Seattle. I've not went <laughs> back to Los Angeles, but... We thought we'd catch one, uh, catch everybody up to date. The Mariners are back making moves. In fact, look, I know we ended the year as Mariners fans thinking, wow, the Mariners are not doing anything. They're not doing a fucking thing. Well, guess what? We've been one of the more active teams here since the calendar has changed in 2023, haven't we, Hanno? Yeah, surprisingly, you're correct. A couple moves. (laughs) Surprisingly, I have some facts that are correct. Uh, so of course, let's we'll jump right into it. We'll talk about the uh, AJ Pollock stuff and signing, and uh, we will also let's talk about the uh, what's this other trade about? We'll get into that. Um, thinking we'll talk about see who's left out on the uh, the trade market or the in the bargain bin and seeing who who's affordable. I know that we are still in the bottom five of spending, so it seems like they're balling on a budget. Jerry's balling on a budget. And of course, we got to acknowledge the Seattle Seahawks are in the playoffs. If you've been uh, following and downloading, like a good uh, rye bread and mustard listener, you've noticed that there is uh, a Seattle Sports Overload bonus edition on our feed. That's not a mistake. Uh, we just want to support uh, other podcasts on here, especially some people from Odyssey and also our Seattle Seahawks. Ain't that right, Hanno? Yeah, absolutely. I mean... It's playoff time, baby. It's, it's playoff times, and, and this is the first time the Mariners in and the Seahawks. What about when the Sonics were involved? I, I don't, I don't. That, that doesn't count. I mean, we had we had the Sonics and the Mariners in '95, but this is the first time the Seahawks and the Mariners in a calendar year in the same season, which is we're we're still acknowledging that that was the 2022 season. It's the first time that these two teams have been in the playoffs together at the same time. Yeah, I looked it up and it was pretty easy since the Mariners have only been in the playoffs a handful of times and those years. Yeah, the research I thought about that I was like, how do people know this and you're like, oh, well, we just have to look up a couple of we can count them on one hand. Absolutely. And then uh the Seahawks during those years that the Mariners made the playoffs, I mean, the best they ever were were about 500 a few times they were 8 and 8. So uh, it's good to see the Seahawks making the playoffs in a year that the Mariners made the playoffs. And what do you know, my favorite team, the Kraken, is probably next. Yeah, we should have took that Kraken uh, podcast opportunity that they were going to give us. Uh, some gambles you win, sometimes you lose. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that. And then there's this comic book thing that I have not, I have not read this Jared Kelnick comic book thing. But you've sent it to me. Uh, Parmesan has sent it to me. The Ninja has sent it to me. Uh, I think, I don't know if CJ sent it to me, but I have not read it. Yeah. I and mean, it's from Reddit, right? Yeah. Uh, Mariner social media, that's where I picked it up on, and they just went off on it. And I just want to share it with you and get your opinion and what you thought of it. Hopefully, maybe you'll read it on this episode. Yeah, no, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read it. So when, we, when I read this uh, comic book, you can look it up. It's 
It's called Jared. How Jared Kelnick got his groove back. Um, I don't know if it's part of the franchise of um, the franchise from how Stella got her groove back, but you know nowadays they're rebooting things, so I I don't know. And then of course, uh, we'll yeah we'll talk a little bit of Seahawks stuff here at the end of this podcast. Uh, but let's get right into it. Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ball game. I want to see the ants. The Mariners are playing hardball. Did it again and again and again. Did it again. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the kingdom. Okay, A.J. Pollock. Is it Pollock or Pollock? AJ Pollock is a Seattle Mariner. Give me the uh, give me the cliff notes on this. What what's going on? What do you think about it? Tell me about this guy. While I uh, pull up from the stat department, or I call down to the stat department uh, and see what this guy's got under the hood. Well, first of all, I mean, he's a move that doesn't really excite me, but it was kind of a move. I I, I can't say I like it. I can't say I don't like it. It's just a move that makes sense you know he's one of those guys remaining that was out there it uh makes sense to me that jerry went out to give a little cover to kelnick playing out there in the platoon with a righty righty lefty lefty matchup so it seems to be the right move with uh pollock uh it's a cheap cheap contract seven years or one year thank god not seven years one year seven million dollars so uh what did you think of it? Well, I, I, again, I wasn't, like, super excited. I wasn't, uh, you know, it, it didn't make my feed. I don't think we even posted anything on the, uh, <laughs> the uh, Instagram or any social media. But, yeah, I mean, I feel like, and I heard this comparison earlier on the flagship, 710. Uh, but this maybe is the... Same kind of thing they were looking for out of uh, Carlos Santana. And we did not get Carlos Santana, as you know, until, what, July? So maybe just having that proven veteran guy that, you know, is specifically asked to do something, and that's hit lefties. Somebody that's a sure-handed person to play left field, you know, if Kelnick or Tremel, uh don't turn into these guys that Jerry keeps telling us that they're going to be. Because I want to put Tramiel into that conversation, too. I mean, if you look at their stats on their careers, they're, they're in the same boat. Okay, one has a lot more hype to them. The other one doesn't. But it looks like, hey, it's a battle between those guys to be the platoon left fielder. And Jerry and Scott and the organization want to do this platoon as bad as, as, bad as Oliver Stone did. They want to do. They do want to do this platoon thing. They do want to do the rotational DH thing, which we'll get into in a little bit later. Which we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that. But you know, if this guy does crush left-handed pitching. Is it that big thump that they said they were looking for? I don't think so. Uh, kind of. I know the stats might not say this, but it kind of gives me that. Uh, uh, Jason Bay feel, <laughs> you know, where you're like, well, in 2015, he made the all-star game and it's like, well, 
I might not have the best math skills in the world because I went to Ballard High School. and ba- A shout out to Ballard Business Math. Uh, but uh, that seems like about eight years ago, a couple of presidencies ago. You know, I think Obama was still in office the last time he was on an all-star team. I know that he's not coming in here and we're throwing all of this pressure on him. And maybe this is a good thing. Maybe I hear he's a good clubhouse guy, but we also heard that about Winker. And, th- and that didn't turn out to be the case. Uh, you know, when I'm just looking at his numbers here, uh, they don't look all that great from last year. But going back, you know, through the few years, he, he is a proven person. Um, again, it's a platoon spot, you know. And again, he crushes left-handed pitching. So, you know, if we're going way back in time. I mean, this guy was a first-round pick. You know, 17th overall by the Diamondbacks where he had some great years. And, you know, more recently, he was a part of a championship team with the Dodgers. Played there for three years. Last year, he was on the White Sox. You know, but again, like grabbing a veteran right now on on a team like this is a good move. Was this the right veteran? I don't know. I think I would have been a little bit more excited with like an Andrew McCutcheon. You're a Kelnick guy, so do you think this is a a sign that we're really going to go with Kelnick now, huh? I feel like that's the case. I mean, it seems to me with this move, they're going to put Kelnick out there every time a right-hander's on the bump. Um, with Pollock, he's a serviceable defensive player, just like Kelnick. Kelnick's, I would call, above average. So you're not going to get hurt there like you did last year with Jesse Winker. But, um, you know, he, if he's going to be playing when we're facing left-handed hitters, that's going to be good. Kelnick has struggled. I mean, you've seen him against left-handers. He just he looks out of sorts at times. He's not quite there oh, yeah. yet. So, I mean, Pollock last year, he uh, had an OP, OPS above 900, which, you know, that's pretty good. That is good. You know? I mean... Last year, is he hit 286 um, with uh, 14 home runs against left-handed hitters. He's a career 285 hitter versus left-hand pitching. I mean, that I, there wasn't much out there, but it gives you a little buffer, or I don't know, just a little bit of extra support for Jared out there if he does struggle. Yeah, and and he might, and you never know. Uh, Tremel could come in and win that position at spring training. Uh, we've seen it happen before. Uh, what it does say, like I was saying to me, is that we're we're one of these two guys. We're we're rolling the dice on, and we're gonna play to their strengths. And that's not against left-handed uh, pitching <laughs> at all. Absolutely. I mean, Jared is a guy that came with an incredible amount of hype. He's still very young. I still feel like this is the right move to give him another chance to go out there. I'm not ready to throw the towel in on him. And this is a guy that can play and platoon with him, like I said, you know, from the other side of the plate when you're, face, when you're facing lefties. It was, just, it was just a smart move, and it was a move that, to me, spells Mariners what they like to do. They like to go cheap. And, I mean, not only cheap, but just a one-year deal. Hopefully, you know, this. hopefully Kelnick gets off this year. That's what all Mariner fans are hoping. Yeah, um, we'll get into the comic book a little bit later, but from the rumors I heard, he is getting off in that comic. Uh, uh, but going back to A.J. <laughs> Pollock, 
Uh, yeah, like you said, cheap. Seven million dollars. Uh, you know, that's not even part of the luxury. That's not even a twenty uh, percent of what the luxury boxes cost that they're that they're building behind the plate. But uh, uh, you know, it's just for this year. We are bringing someone in that's thirty-five years old, has a ring, um, and bringing some of that leadership back into the clubhouse that we lost with. Uh, Carlos Santana. Yeah, I mean, Pollock, he bet on himself. He had a $13 million uh, um, contract for this year that he declined with the White Sox with a $5 million buyout. So he got that along with the $7 million from the Mariners. So that's $12 million. So he bet on himself. He didn't quite get what he thought he would in this market, but uh, it's pretty close. But it's, it's one of those moves where wait and see it might be a great deal for the mariners yeah and for him for for the person aj i th- i think being you know in an organization like the mariners is closer to like probably what he was enjoyed at the dodgers uh i don't know so much about the white Sox, t- uh you know fans but that seems like a, a cubs a cubs town to me that kind of feels like you're on the clippers you know, I know the White Sox have been around for a while, and some White Sox fans that are listening, the diehard White Sox fans that listen to the Rye Bread and Mustard podcast, because they still think that the uh, White Sox turned into the Mariners at callback. That's a deep callback if you listen to episode one of our... our uh, if you don't get the joke or the reference, go back and listen. Uh, no, but, I mean, the Mariners organization right now is, is hot with the fans. Uh, you're in a good place. You're getting asked to do what you're good at, and that's hit left-handed pitching. And then you know what? If your other counterpart in the platoon, you know, shits the bed, you'll be playing every single day. And again, at being 35, and uh, the Mariners have said that they want to have a rotational DH. He knows he's going to get some some at bats where he doesn't have to get out there in the field and necessarily have to put on a jock strap. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I know getting AJ Pollock, Pollock, God, I got to get this name down, right? Uh, was the bigger news. But prior to that, there was a trade. We got some bullpen depth. Why don't you tell me about that, Hanno? Yeah, the Mariners uh, acquired from the Brewers uh, right handed p- pitcher uh, Justin Tapia. He's a reliever in exchange for minor leaguer, another right handed pitcher, Joseph Hernandez. So it's Tapia, not Tilapia. I'm calling it Tapia. I be honest with you don't really know i'm a i'm a white fish man so i i I would have liked him to be tilapia but uh so tell me a little bit about this guy 
So he's been a guy that's been injured quite a bit the last couple of years. Uh, he made his debut late in the season last year with the Brewers, pitched a little bit, but he's had a couple Tommy John uh, surgeries. Oh, well, that sounds encouraging. Uh, <laughs> so we got a couple of Tommy John uh, surgeries of a guy. So I should we edit this part of the podcast out? What what is there to be excited about, Hannah? Well, he's got a he's got he's a sinker uh, slider type of pitcher, typical Mariners guy. You know, a reconstruction project that you know the Mariners have been pretty successful at. Yeah, well, what was that closer that we had that we banked on for a couple of years, and then he got hurt again last year? Uh, yeah, I forgot his name, but he was he was an all star. We got him. We'll have to get the stat department on this, but he came back, and then we ended up uh, w- w- uh, putting him on waivers right last year in the in the season. Ken Giles, there it is, Ken Giles. Well, and the stat department says that was Ken Giles, right? So that was like a project that didn't quite work out. So is this kind of similar to that without all the accolades? Yeah, basically from what I understand and reading, the Brewers, uh, as you know, signed Wade Miley this offseason to a uh, contract. And it was basically a thing where they were probably going to have to get rid of him and he would not uh, no longer be on the 40-man roster. So the Mariners uh, made this trade for him with uh, for Hernandez. And Hernandez is a young pitcher, good pitcher. He signed with uh, the Mariners um, out of the Dominican Republic back in 2017 for $45,000 um, in the same international class as uh, Julio Rodriguez. And then after a couple seasons in the Dominican Summer League, last year he was a right-hander who finally broke out in a single-A Modesto. Um, he was named California Pitcher of the Year, leading the uh, leading that league in ERA and batting average against and strikeouts. He had uh, 143 strikeouts over 116 innings, so he's a good pitcher. But um, he was down in the M's depth chart. He was probably ranked probably in the Mariners system 25 to 30, somewhere in there. So he's a serviceable guy. And I would just say an arm for an arm, basically. So you mentioned Wade Miley. I get that, arm from arm. But we mentioned Wade Miley, which makes me uh, think about what happened in the WBC a few years ago, right? The Mariners signed him. Uh, no, that was Drew Smiley. Oh, Drew Smiley. Okay, Miley, Smiley. Okay, got it. But uh, that does make me think about something that uh, is a Drew Smiley that we had. Um, pitched in the WBC, pitched a hell of a game for Team USA. We lost him, right? Yeah, he had arm trouble, and uh, he ended up never pitching for us. Right, right, which, you know, I knock on wood. I shouldn't even put this out there, but it does make me nervous that we do have Brash and we do have Castillo playing for their uh, respective respective countries. Yeah, Yeah, Canada and uh, the Dominican. Which also kind of makes me, I don't want anything to happen, but I do feel like you will see some, maybe some... uh, you know, uh, parameters on, you know, pitch count and stuff like that early on in the year after them because they got to warm up and they got to warm down. And uh, I know that Brash is training for the bullpen going off of what Jerry DePoto said uh, most recently until we were recording right now. But the fact that these guys are pitching in there makes me nervous, like I said, but also kind of makes me feel good that we still have you know, the two guys that we said, hey, they're going to be gone, which are Marco and Flexen. Yeah, I mean, we still have a 
you know, less than 40 days left until pitchers and catchers come back. But, yeah, it seems to me that the deal just wasn't out there for them. I mean, according to probably what the Mariners wanted to get for them. You know, we were very fortunate last year with no injuries. So, yeah, maybe we're just holding out for the right deal. Maybe we're waiting to hold on to them until maybe the trade deadline again. It's hard to say. But, yeah, anything can happen. With these guys ramping up a lot quicker during the WBC, yeah, it, it does make you very concerned or cautious, I should say. Yeah, and not only that, I mean, last year our pitchers didn't miss any starts, I don't believe. We were like that doesn't have that happens like every 10 years i mean the year before we lost big maple right out the gate you know i was there he pitched 24 games you know it was a terrible game <laughs> but uh, you know he pitched 24 24 in i just say innings 24 pitches for us uh so i mean these things have happened in the past i don't see the mariners having another flawless health-wise season. I mean, it just doesn't happen. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not wishing that happens obviously. And I'm not trying to put that out there and being like, wait until you see. So I can say you're, I'm just saying that doesn't happen very often. No, especially with uh, our young bucks that we really extended out last year and high leverage games, high leverage situations. It's the most that um, Kirby and Logan have thrown in their professional careers. So yeah, that's, that's definitely a narrative that's out there to think about. Yeah, and, and I do like the idea that, hey, we have six, seven starters ready to go. And we got guys coming up. And there are other pitchers that are still aren't signed that, hey, if something happens this spring, you can bring them on in. And I do like the idea of like, hey, you know, a lot of these trades that we're like, we can trade these guys for these players you know, as, as far as uh, the, the names that were out there, like the Brian Reynolds or the Anthony Sendare, where you're like, those teams aren't looking for a Marco and they're not looking for a Flexen. They're looking for the Logans. They're looking for the Kirby's. They're looking for the Brash. They're looking for Emerson Hancock. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, they want guys that are power pitchers. I mean, the name of the game now is power pitching. And we those two guys in our lineup – or in our rotation are definitely power pitchers. Marco's a finesse guy, and Flexen's a pitch-to-contact guy. Later on during the spring when clubs see what they got and injuries happen, you know, maybe that they'll reconsider about looking and wanting to bring one of those guys onto their club. Yeah, and I think when they're looking for these guys, this is when somebody blows out a tire in the rotation. The price for these guys are going to be much, much, much higher in June and July than they are right now. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. The only pushback I would have with a guy like Flexen, it might not be the case because then you would only have him for two more years. But a guy with Marco, or two more months, excuse me, because he is will be at the end of his deal this year. But a guy like Marco, that isn't the case. He would be signed again for another year beyond. Yeah, I mean... There are quite a lot of pitchers out there uh, still available. So but I none just, with the pedigree of those two guys. But similar. Not 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 like so far off that you're like, uh, are, are you kidding me? You know what I mean? So that's why I kind of feel like the value of them is, isn't so high. I mean, when I pull up, you know, the available pitchers, which if you want to see also for free agents, just go on to MLB. 
and put available free agents. They got they got it updated pretty pretty well on here. And you know, as far as starting pitchers, you know, you still got Zach Greinke, way better of a pedigree than uh, Marco or Flexen. Yeah. Uh, we got a guy like Michael Waka around the same age. Uh, you know, I guess I would take our guys. There's Mike Miner. Um, we still have a Joe Ross. Never heard of him. Uh, Michael Pineda is still out there. You know, former former Mariner uh, prospect. You got Chris Archer, Dylan Bundy, Aaron Sanchez, Carlos Martinez, uh, Dallas Colt. Uh, what's his name? Dallas Kuchel? Couchel? Remember Keichel. Keichel. Sorry. The, yeah. Do you do your Keigles? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's Kegels. I know it's Keigel. It used to be an Astro. Um, but, yeah, you know, outside of Pineda and Zach Granke, Pineda just, maybe I'm wrong, but he always just says injury to me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Keigel or Granke has the pedigree and the, and the history, but also they're probably not going to sign um, – for any less than these guys are getting paid for. Yeah, I mean, the, with Marco and Flexen, they're healthy. They're innings eaters. Um, you know, Granky, he can, he hasn't been hurt. Keichel has. He's been kind of shipped around the last couple of years and not st- stuck with the team. So, I mean, it's just it's up to each individual club, obviously. But I, I still put. You know, I, I would put, like you said, Granky up there with those two and then Keiko later on or, uh, as long, along with the rest of the guys you mentioned. You know, as far as pitching depth, I think the Mariners are in a good position. Uh, I also feel like they've covered themselves, you know, hopefully knock again on wood on this, this old cabin wall here at the cabin that, you know, nothing happens to Castillo or Brash. Uh, but you never know. Not like something major, but maybe just again like maybe innings and just being on a little bit more of a fatigue watch early absolutely after. and have to go take a dl stint for arm fatigue or something like yeah, that yeah and so having six or seven guys that can hop into the rotation is a, actually a really good thing on this particular year yeah absolutely i mean that's this one of the strengths of our club is the starting pitching and our pitching depth so yeah i totally agree with that i mean just just looking at uh you know, we like the Mariners are in a great, the Mariners are in a great position with depth, with the pitchers. But also, uh, you know, this is a year that one of our guys, at least one of our guys, I don't know what Teoscar Hernandez is doing that, with, as far as WBC, but J Rod, you know, it looks like he's going to be on the DR team, and I mean, he's already turning into a national treasure down there. I mean, he gifted toys, baseball items, and a fucking ambulance to his hometown. I, I think he's, besides, you know, what he can do on the field, just who he's becoming in the DR, he's got to be on this WBC team. And I, I know that they haven't announced the final rosters, but he's got to be there. And he had back spasms last year. We saw him have some fatigue. Um, so d- the same way that we have depth at pitching, how do you feel like our outfield depth is if, we just have to take care of our guy. I mean, we have depth. Um, I wouldn't call it superstar depth, but we have depth. You know, we have Tramel, Kelnick, um, Haggerty. They're talking about Cade Marlowe, possibly. Yeah. Um, we also have uh, 
what's his name? Cooper, I believe, that we yeah, picked up earlier from Arizona. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm, they're not superstars, but there's hopefully players that can fill in if something should happen. Yeah, and maybe this is a great spot again where the DH rotational thing. Me, personally, when we get into the DH, I know that the Mariners, especially Jerry, he does not want to, as far as he's been saying, they and Scott and them, they don't want to have this stationary DH where you just have a DH there every day. But also, I in his last interview on 710, he goes, you know, it seemed like it wasn't completely out of the question, like, of getting just, like, a DH, you know? And I think about a guy like Nelson Cruz, obviously, that's been a Mariner, great clubhouse guy, great leader. I mean, he's the general manager of the DR team. You know, what if him and Julio hit it off down there? You might see him there. I, I still think that's a possibility because even if we bring a guy like that on there, he's going to need days off at DH. You know, if you have somebody like Nelson Cruz, he's only going to play three or four times a day. And I know that, yes, we want to have all these guys in rotating through DH, even Ty France, uh, who's an injury, who's, you know, been injured in the past. JP, who had a lot of wear and tear, um, letting, you know, Suarez do it. But if you bring in a guy like Nelson Cruz, it's not like he's going to be out for, there for 162. Yeah, I mean, getting back to your comments and then also bringing it back to, you know, signing A.J. Pollock, I was always thinking that we still need another bat. And Cruz, yeah, he is a nice guy. I would have liked to maybe seen them possibly kick the tires on uh, Brandon Belt, but he just signed a deal with the Blue Jays. The other guy out there that intrigues me is Trey Mancini. I know we brought him up a few times, but I just feel like he could be that insurance policy for Ty France. Ty France has gotten necked up a few times these last couple of years, and we've had a little bit of a replacement for him. I'd rather maybe have a Trey Mancini that can play first DH instead of then throwing in maybe, you know, a Demo to fill in at first in a situation where Ty's not right. So there's there is some options out there, but Nelson Cruz, he you know, he can only be your DH. Right. And, and I get that. Like, we have these guys we want to, you know, keep the wear and tear off of them, keep their bats in the lineup. But also, I sat through a fucking 18-inning game, the last game. It's the last game the Mariners ever played, and they couldn't score a fucking run, okay? Everybody wants to tell, like, wow, this was such a great defense and pitching performance. True, it was, and it was an amazing game. But the fact is we couldn't score a fucking run. So for me, I look at the outfield, you know, and Hernandez, he's still a young guy to me. But the rest of the guys all seem pretty young. Him and Pollock, okay, they're not. We have athletic guys out there that I don't know how many days off they're going to need a year. But, again, when you grab an older DH that's somebody that can hit that's older, just the DHing is, <laughs> is a little bit of wear and tear on them. So they're not going to be out there every day. So that's where I'm kind of like – I just want some insurance that there's going to be more hitting on this team. The World Series, where a pitch is not just a pitch, it's a World Series pitch. Where a hit is not just a hit, it's a World Series hit. A win is not just a win, it's a World Series win. Now you've got a chance to win a trip to the 1984 World Series by entering Major League Baseball's Grand Slam sweepstakes at all Major League ballparks and participating retailers. Baseball favor, catch it! The preceding message was furnished by Major League Baseball. 
running out of time, and I know we talked about that we were going to get into the Kelnick uh, comic. We're going to save that for the next episode coming up here on Thursday. We also are going to save any Trevor Bauer talk because it's just like something we don't really want to talk about, but we know as a as a Mariners podcast, we, we need to cover that. That'll be on part two of this episode. That'll be on part two of our opening week, 2023. I know that we said here at the top we were going to get into it. Uh, we just don't. But it is coming. Check that out on Thursday uh, just for time. But we do... I would be remiss, but I would be remiss if we didn't talk a little bit about the Seattle Seahawks. As we mentioned at the top, they are a uh, NFL playoff team headed down to San Francisco. Also, if you're checking out our feeds and you see the bonus edition of Seattle Sports Overload, uh, that's where go get all your Seahawks alternative underground information from there. Uh, They'll be on there. But what are you feeling about this? I know that you kind of were on the... Not so excited we're going to the playoffs, Hannah. What, what's your whole feeling about this? I'm excited we're going to the playoffs. I I just feel, you know, as a big Seahawk fan, we got a lot of holes. I don't think we're nearly what we nearly a Super Bowl contending team yet. So I would have liked to see us, you know, get some higher draft picks, but I'm okay with it. I'm going to be rooting for them. And. I, I just feel that, you know, if the Seahawks wouldn't have made the playoffs, they would have picked 17th. If they would have lost last this last game, they would have picked 14th. And now, by ba- those two things not happening, now they're picking 20th. In my opinion, that's a big difference. I just feel like the rebuild and reload could happen a lot quicker with, an, with the, uh, a better draft pick. Do I know that's the case? No. Could it be the case? Maybe. I just don't see them going far in the playoffs. And as far as the Seahawks have shown us these last 20 years, the playoffs mean nothing to me. It's about winning Super Bowls and getting deep into the playoffs. And we took a step back by trading Russell Wilson and Bobby Wagner. I just, you know, it's been a great year. I'm so proud of them. They've won more games than I ever thought they would, above 500, played great ball, exciting. But at times they have been a disappointment in some areas, and I just feel like the draft could help them a lot if they would have got these higher draft picks. And it could it could be a possibility that they would be reloading a lot quicker. I hope that's not the case, but it might be. Well, my whole take on this is I get it. You think the third pick is so much better than the fifth pick. Sure, some numbers and some analytics will show that, but time will tell about that. But I'm not even talking about that third pick. That third pick was out of our control. That was up to Denver. So I'm talking about what the Seahawks can, can control. So you're talking about the the 14th and the 20th is, is, is your... Yeah, I mean, there's a big difference there. But you know what I feel like a big difference is? Because I don't want to spend too much time on the Hawks here. We want to get our podcast over with here as the, as the cabin is closing down. Uh, I feel like the experience for this draft class that we had, the Woolens, the two guys up front, you know, uh, a lot of the other young players, it's unfortunate that Jordan Brooks is hurt, uh, but he's not going to get banged up in the playoffs. I feel like we have a good mix of guys like Bruce Irvin that's there. Um, somebody like Gino that sat around forever now gets to finally, you know, start in a playoff game. And going forward, I think this experience, you know, whether they're going to go down and beat San Francisco, that's a tall task, but just 
I still feel like they're going to give them good game. It's a division game. I think this is great experience for young players so that a year from now when we have this young team and they go in the playoffs and they, you know, if, what you're talking about, they could come up short next year and be like, well, we could be sitting here a year from now going, well, that was a good experience. Well, we're getting that. This is good experience out of the way. Um, do I think yesterday might have been the high, or Sunday? Do I think Sunday was maybe the high of the year? Yeah. I mean, we had a comeback, overtime, thrilling game that we win. And then immediately we're just like, wow, that was great. That seemed like the, that was going to be it because of the, you know, Detroit playing in Green Bay. And we sat through another thriller. So, I mean, we thought, sat through six, seven hours of just high, tense football. That might have been our Super Bowl, just like it was the Super Bowl for the uh, Detroit Lions, for sure. I understand. I mean, I just feel that my standards and the Seahawks standards from what I've watched these last many years is I the Seahawks don't back in the playoffs. They backed in the playoffs this year. Um, and, you know, it, I guess you could say it really doesn't matter as long as you get in. But um, it uh, I'll be rooting for them. You know, it's going to be a hard – it's going to be hard for San Francisco. It's hard to beat a team in your division three teams in one, three times in one year. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to a 10-point spread is a lot. Uh, I was at the last game. Guys were running loose and wild all over the game. The score was a lot closer than really what I thought the game was. But hopefully they have an incredible game and can pull off a big upset because this would be a massive upset against the this 49ers. Would. This would be a massive upset. This is the first time that the Seahawks are – to me, in a long time, going into the playoffs where we're like, well, we don't have anything to lose. Usually it's like, hey, Absolutely. this is Super Bowl's the the, the plan. Um, it's a little different feeling than the Mariners, even though we were the young guys and the, the new, you know, first time in 20-plus years being in the playoffs. But we had a team that was very scary. Uh, with With the Seahawks, it's, you know, we're starting off with the toughest task in the league. You know, so if you can take care of them, you can take care of anybody else. I'm looking forward to, hey, watching watching the Seahawks for another week, you know, gives us, especially here on the podcast, just makes it a little bit easier for the Seattle sports fans. But, uh, you know, I was going into this week of thinking I was going to be folding up my Seahawks uh, garb and putting it away for the year. But no, no. Uh, you know, we still got some football to be played. Very excited about that. And I will say that Detroit game was was so exciting. The one thing that I want to point out, though, just the idiot of the week. Obviously, he's getting all over online. On social media, getting treaded on was that defender that pushed the trainer. Or part of the training staff. Got himself ejected. I mean... One, it's like, why are you pushing a trainer? They're just trying to do their job. And what a terrible week to do that after you just had a training staff go out there and save the life of another player. And then you do that. It's bad, bad, bad optics. What a buffoon. Yeah, and we've seen some dumb stuff in baseball. I don't know if we've seen anything that. I don't know. We'll have to. We'll have to. That was pretty bad. And the other thing I just wanted to say before we get out of here. Not, I never thought we would talk about Patrick Mahomes or the Chiefs on a rye bread, a rye bread. What's the name of our podcast? Rye bread and mustard podcast. But uh, 
they had this play called I don't know it's like a snow globe formation where they they all get in a circle and go around when they're supposed to be in the huddle and everybody comes out on the line and the setup and everybody's in mismatch places uh, but the circular snow globe motion I don't know they could call it the slow snow globe formation I don't know what it's called. Well, I saw on social media that Trammell made a mention of it and said, hey, that's the Mariners right there. That is. That is the Mariners' victory dance. So that's that's. if you haven't seen that, go check that out and tell us if we're wrong. Anyways, we were running out of time here. We will get to some of the unfortunate Trevor Bauer talk, maybe dive a little bit more into the DH situation. We'll just call it part two on the next episode. And we will get to the Jared Kelnick Reddit comic book thing in its entirety. Maybe that'll just be a whole episode. Uh, come check out a new episode this uh, Thursday or Friday. We're going back to two episodes a week leading you into spring training. We'll also be down at spring training. We're uh, just kind of like nailing down those dates right now, but we're excited. Once again, thanks to the cabin and up here in Shoreline or Richmond Beach. You you you, uh, you make the decision on that. Is this Is this Shoreline or is this Richmond Beach? To the locals, it's probably Richmond Beach. To anybody else, it's in Shoreline. That is just great thinking right there, Hannah. That's why we have you up here. Uh, Again, thanks for listening to us on the Odyssey app, you know, or anywhere else you're getting your podcast. Even though we're an Odyssey app, you can check these out, podcasts, anywhere else, too. It's all good. Also, if you're listening on Apple, uh, you know, don't forget to write us a review or give us one of those five-star reviews because you know what? I like five-tool baseball players, so does Hanno and Edmonds. But you know what we like more? Five-star review. so don't be afraid to pound that five-star review. Again, we're happy to be back. It's getting close to pitchers and catchers reporting, which means spring training's coming. We got the WBC, WBC coming up. All right, I guess these cocktails are getting to us here. Or me. Uh... I'm going to shut the hell up, Hanno. You know what fucking time it is. Charge. That card, Jerry. I'm going to keep saying this till we are not in the bottom five of spending. That was good. Probably a little bit more work than you wanted, but that's okay.